There is an undercurrent of people calling for religious freedom in California. You're about to meet one of the people calling for a freedom revival. I'm Stuart Shepard, and this is First Liberty Live. We recently launched a First Liberty Live channel on YouTube, separate from the First Liberty channel. So if you're one of the people that follow us on YouTube, you want to go find that. Just search for First Liberty Live and look for our logo, and make sure you subscribe to that channel. And of course, as always, you can go to FirstLibertyLive.com and just click that tealish, bluish button at the top that says subscribe, and we'll send you a reminder uh, each time we release a new episode. Sean Fredrickson is a guy who runs a video and photo production company based out of San Diego. And he's become a bit of a freedom organizer in, in recent days. Hi, Sean. Welcome. Good morning. Thanks yeah. for having me. I appreciate right, the fact is it morning? Maybe it's, it's not morning. It's no it's longer afternoon. morning, Gosh. but, you know, people watch whatever time of day. <laughs> okay. So it might be morning when they actually Or good evening, then. Let's talk about how this started. You, you did something that many people like yeah. to imagine themselves doing. Yeah. Uh, the people, you know, I tend to talk to my television when it's on, and, and I often offer an opinion to public officials on, on my television. But you... Yeah actually went to a public meeting and called out a, a public official. Oh, I'd like to address Ms. Wilma Wooten and that propaganda that you were sharing. This, this is not factual. We've actually, uh, being that we are not Cuba yet or North Korea, we still have access to the internet. Tell me what that was all about. All right, so back in July, the, the county of San Diego was essentially shut down with, uh, with the health emergency order that was placed by the county. Yeah. And we were kind of pleading with the county to open up. We had looked at the numbers as uh, free citizens, and we began to realize, like, what's the big calamity about? There's 3.3 million people in this county. There's roughly 50 people that are um, dying with COVID, not from COVID. And so we went into this building saying, it's time. And the director of Health and Human Services was there. Her name's Wilma Wooten. And so I had my two minutes where I got to call out Wilma Wooten, read her data that she gives to the county and say, this is what you're saying, this is what the data says, I, it doesn't make sense why you're closing down the county of San Diego. So you just went to give a little chat uh, there at the public meeting, but then yeah. it, 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 it viral is a word that's kind of entered yeah. the nomenclature. It sort of yeah. went viral, at least in yeah. San Diego. Everybody wanted yeah. to see that video. Yeah, it actually, it went kind of worldwide. So remember, at the time, Australia was shut down. Yeah. And, and so I was getting messages from Australia and England and these people that were getting hope from what I was saying. And so for me, I, I kind of just got this sense of, well, if this is what's needed, then I'll just keep going. Yeah. So I kept, kind of kept pushing from there. And that, I think, it captures it, because I was going to ask you what you thought it was that got people, that caught people's imagination, what caused them yeah. to want to say, this is what I'm thinking. Yeah. It's that, exactly. It's that everybody's yeah. thinking it, but most people are afraid to say it. Yeah, I would say, without a doubt. Yeah, it was almost as though my speech gave people permission to speak. My, my uh, like, rev regular average Joe Schmo haircut, uh, gave the average person the authority, if he can do it, then I can as well. And I'll tell you, I got, I got tons of messages from people that were saying, I'm so glad you're just an average person, which is like a compliment to me, <laughs> that's, that's going in there and speaking to these people in their um, positions. Because you're not a professional yeah. activist. That's not your gig. No. You don't work for an activist organization. You just have no. your company and wanted to speak your mind. Totally. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that led to other things. For you, sure. you, you saw the importance of people knowing their constitutional rights, particularly yes. free speech yes. and, and that sort of thing. You grabbed a microphone and a camera and you started going out and just asking people about their rights. I want to get I want to show yeah. people a, a few <laughs> clips of what you've been doing so they get an idea what this looks like. This is great. 
Yes. All right, episode eight, We the People, here in Pacific Beach. What does the statement, We the People, mean to you? This is really hard. Are either of you informed of the U.S. Constitution? Honestly, no. Ironically, I did take a U.S. Constitution class in college. What does it mean to you to be an American? What? What does it mean to you to be an American? That means freedom's number one, dude, for all of us. What does that mean? How do we define freedom? You get to do what you want to. So free thought, free speech, freedom, how would you define that? I would define that as God-given rights that nobody can take away from me or you or anyone else. Come on. I don't care who... You know, I don't care who you're related to. I don't care what badge you carry. I don't carry, I don't care. You did not give me these rights. So you meet all kinds of people. Yes. Tell me what you've learned from the experience. Um, you know, it's amazing how wrong I am so often, <laughs> where I go in with expectations, where if I'm gonna ask this question, this is the response I'm gonna get. Yeah, not gonna happen. It doesn't happen. You know, I walk into like Walmart, where I'm talking to the, you know, the average Walmart shopper thinking that they're not going to know who the governor of California is because why would they? They're busy is what I think in my head. Yeah. Yet every single one of them knew many of these answers. And I'm impressed by, or maybe I'm humbled by the audience. I'm humbled by the people in the public. But as, at the same time, I'm, I feel like there's more work that needs to be done because there's a lack of information that the public has, and I feel drawn to empower them to, to critically ask questions and, and think through some of this stuff. What do you think people need to know? Their rights, what it means to be an American, you know, what it really means to be American. Most people, when I ask them, what does it mean to you to be an American, yeah. they say, freedom. And then I'll ask them, well, what is freedom? And that's where every answer diverts from that moment. Because some you, people, it means like Yeah, I was going to say, give me a, a description yeah. of where they fall and where do they go. Yeah, so commonly, uh, I would, I'll get shopping, like the ability to shop. Like in Walmart, the That's, guy was like, I'm, look at here, I'm here, shopping. <laughs> How, this is what it means to be an American. Okay, yeah, there's so freedom right there. So they can't do this in Africa? <laughs> or, you know, and then another one would be the ability to, to, to walk on the beach or the ability to, to talk and speak. So they're going poetic on you? Yeah, but it, there's nothing really concrete because every other nation on the planet, for the most part, minus just a couple, you have the ability to go outside when you want. You have essentially the freedom of speech. Yeah. But what sets America apart? Let me ask you, what sets yeah. America apart? What does yeah. freedom mean to you? To me, the freedom is, is liberty. And liberty comes with responsibility. Done. An American with liberty, I have the, the responsibility of holding government up and preserving the nations. Therefore, when I see the government making mistakes, I have the liberty to go into that building and say, this is how it needs to change. Bring my friends and family in and say, this is how it needs to change. To preserve the country, that's what liberty is. It's having the ability to make change in government, have the ability to own property. Uh, there's so many nations still that they can't own property or the government will work their way in to plunder that property from free people. Yeah. And, and I believe that we need to make our way back to what it means truly to be an American. There is, and you've made a distinction that I think is critical that, that many people miss, and that is the difference between freedom and liberty. Yeah. We often think of freedom in the sense of, I get to do whatever I want whenever yeah. I want it, but liberty also yeah. has that sense of personal responsibility yeah. that we're free, but we also limit yeah. ourselves. Yes, exactly. Unpack that yeah. for me, because you taught a class oh, on man. the Constitution, right? Yeah, I, yeah, I did. Uh, real basic. So yeah. understanding the basic, how many amendments are there? What are the first 10 amendments? That kind of stuff is what I did in the class. 
And how so many amendments are there? 27. <laughs> Do you know what the, all 10 of them are? The first 10? The, the, the Bill of Rights. Yeah. yeah okay. On. Very good. Yeah. So I, I, I get lost about number five. But yeah, yeah. So the fifth is the silence, the, the ability to, you know, what's interesting about those 10, and I think most people don't comprehend, except, I mean, this law firm would, but the average viewer doesn't, with the Bill of Rights, is they're setting up in halves, right? The first half is applying to what you're doing with your freedom, how you're, how you're walking in liberty. And yeah. the second half is what, how to handle government, what you're going to do with government. It's like when you're going to court, like the, uh, what, uh, that you have to have some kind of a, a no excessive um, bail, that you have the right to a jury. You know, those are six, seven, and eight working that way. Yeah. And I feel like being American also means we need to know our rights. Because if you don't, then how can you know what the boundaries are to liberty? For example, you know, freedom is you have an open space and you're going to run around on that space and do whatever you want. And liberty is knowing the boundaries of the fence line and building landscaping within that fence line because you comprehend what's yours and what's not yours. Yeah, and so much of what's in the Bill of Rights, it's, the, the Constitution itself sets up how government should function. It yes, sets up the three sure. branches of government. Yeah, and yeah. and it, it talks about the court system and how yes. it's going to function. And, and yeah. just the, the nuts and bolts of, of operating a government that at that yeah. time was pretty small. I mean, they, yes. they, had, they oh, would yeah. have no imagination totally. that it would ever get to be the size that it is. Right. But when they got to the Bill of Rights and the concepts in there, they were saying, this far no further the yes. government has limits yes. and i think we've yes. lost that sense oh, today yeah. of that the fact that the constitution itself limits mm -hmm. government yes. and right now we're seeing a lot of overreach especially yes. in yes. california yes i would say most people don't recognize that the u.s constitution is protecting us from the government and they they think that the whole constitution is giving us our rights but in reality like you said it's the inversion it's giving the government their rights. Like this is all you can do as a governmental structure. This is your limit. And, and I'm, I'm nervous because it's getting lost in translation. Um, like, uh, I mean, there's, there's so many cases where it's happened, even, even medic Medicare, you know, where you have the government giving resources to the people. Well, that means they're plundering from other people without their consent. Yeah. And that, that's where it gets into a gray area. It starts creating real problems uh, when they go beyond the basics, and, and we are so far beyond the basics, it's hard yeah. to comprehend yeah. at times when you look at what's in the budget. Yeah. I, what do you see in the future for that particular yeah. series of, uh, of yeah. going out and chatting with regular people? Where do you think you'll go? What's next? Uh, I, I just have so much fun with it, so it's really hard knowing. I, I visualize going like into L.A. and more, more surrounding regions with it yeah. just to kind of, for me, I'm learning. It's, it gives me a chance to ask people on the street and learn from them. My presuppositions are off and, and gain more knowledge as well as teach people, you know, that, that we as Americans have a duty. Yeah. So the next project, because you're not busy enough no, running yeah. a full-time you know, company and doing all that. Right. In, in January, you helped yeah. organize something that, that was called the Freedom Revival. We've mm -hmm. got uh, images of it here on the yeah. screens behind us. Yeah. What is it? What's it about? What, what did you aim to accomplish? Well, so the Freedom Revival was birthed out of that first moment that I spoke to Wilma Wooten. So there were 10 people in that building. And I was, you know not really sure what the process was. One of the ladies was like, hey, here, here are the agenda items. I read them and realized I have to speak. Like this is, I wasn't gonna speak on that first, that first meeting I went to. Oh, yeah. I was just gonna observe. And they, they gave me the agenda items. I looked through them and realized I know enough that if I don't, I'll feel bad. Like I'll, I will feel guilty. You didn't have any notes or anything? No notes, no, <laughs> no. I, okay. I had 
some data in my phone that I referred to. Yeah. But it was it was more I just knew the numbers of because I'd been studying it long enough yeah. through the, you know, this this scenario. Uh, I don't want yeah. And so the Freedom Revival was birthed because that meeting had ten, the next meeting had five hundred, and then the next meeting had five hundred. Holy cow! Because I realized all these people are looking for somebody to organize. And so I began to organize with my friends, like, hey, guys, let's do something. Let's do something. People are hungry. And so we had this idea of having a small event um, in front of the county board with some speakers and, and, and people that would show up and, and speak to the groups. And so 500, 500. And then I realized the hunger's not going away. Let's do something big. And that's where the January Freedom Revival came in, recognizing there's a need, there's a desire. People are chasing direction. Let's so, give them something. And you planned it in five weeks. Five weeks. That's, a, that's not good. <laughs> you should it's give not, yourself more time. It's not good. Yeah, <laughs> five weeks is not ample time to plan such a large event. But we did it. And it, credit to my team. This, this whole thing wouldn't be possible. It gets me emotional because they're so incredible. They are they're so committed. And none of this would have happened if it wasn't for these moms and dads laying down all of their time uh, with their family and their work to make it happen in five weeks because it's not possible to get permitting and staging and musicians and pastors to show up and marketing and design this this design was done by a woman who's a, a mom as well as she has a, a design company and she took so much time out of her day to make the design build the website everything in five weeks so what's well. the purpose what, what were you aiming yeah. to accomplish so the purpose of Freedom Revival is recognizing the movement in San Diego is led by Christians. And we started to realize, like, hey, why, why, are we need, why are we not talking about our faith? Why are we getting together and talking about all of these atrocities coming from the government, but we're not in, implementing our faith in Christ? And so the leaders, we, we all realized, let's, let's be bold in who we are. It's been Christians that are fighting this movement. It's been Christians, these pastors like John Randall and Rob McCoy and Tim Thompson that are pushing against uh, the tyranny, keeping their churches open, empowering their body. Therefore, we're going to bring them in and we're going to boldly step out like they did. And that's really the heart behind it is be bold, be courageous, uh, because that's who we are as Christians. So if I had been there, what would I have experienced? What would I have seen? Uh, well, it would have started with worship. So there was some worship that began. Uh, on, on half of it. It's really hard to create a visual in, in a 10-second bit, but, yeah, but it's, it's 800, let's say eight, <laughs> 800 uh, yards, right? Okay. Uh, and so half of it was this, mo this large uh, concert. So there's a big stage and speakers were set up. You had a, a gathering of people. And yeah. then behind that, we had all the food trucks. And behind that is where we set up kind of a fair, like a, a crafts fair, sort of. Okay. But inside of that was a community connect area where we know there are people that want to get connected, but they don't know how. They want to come and get inspired, but they don't know what to do. So we answered that problem by creating this community connect section. So each county was represented. So we had LA County, Orange County, San Diego County, Riverside County, and the surrounding counties with a booth and then activists from each county under that booth. Yeah. So if you came to get empowered, then you would go to the booth and you would say, hey, I'm from San Diego County. What can I do? What is there to do in this county? And they'd say, hey, well, what are you good at? What do you want to do? And they'd give them resources to say, go speak at a school board. That's where this is. Go speak at the county board. That's where this is. Because we want to help people do stuff. Like, I think there's the time for Instagram and Facebook arguments has come to its conclusion. 
Now moral people need to get activated tangibly, show up at the school board, show up at the county board, run for office. And that's really what, what our, our vision was. Yeah, I'm smiling because as I'm yeah. hearing you describe this, if I just went and saw the structure of what you did, mm -hmm. I would have thought this was a progressive slash liberal gathering <laughs> of community <laughs> organizers trying Probably. to get people engaged in the community because it's Probably. the same strategy, right? Yeah. Yeah, I yeah, I guess that that is. Yeah, we took one out of their playbook, <laughs> and it works. I mean, it it, it, was, it obviously works. It was amazing. So the first one went so well. Are you going to do it again? I assume yeah. you are. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. When and where? All right. So the next one's going to be in Orange County. We're going to do it on May seventh, and we are so excited because we had a lot of support from Orange County for this one, and uh, therefore we're going to do it in their backyard. They're going to come out in droves, and I anticipate uh, a pretty massive turnout. We had roughly. 10,000. There's some people that say more, 12,000. Being that I was one of the organizers, I'm like, yeah, there's 15. <laughs> there's 22. Because <laughs> yeah. I, I think that's just easy to do. Uh, but we're, we're anticipating around 10,000 people awesome. to show up to this event, uh, worship, uh, public speakers. You'll get to get connected with some activist groups. It's going to be it's going to be worth it. Uh, what yeah. do you hope people took away from that event when they went back to their their homes, their neighborhoods? What do you hope that they do next? Oh, that's such a good question. My hope that they, that they walked away with was one, courage, that they realized they're not alone, and that they left with resources. So if they're asking the question of what can I do, they walked away with the answer to that and they started doing it. Yeah. And as well as I believe that they felt like they're a part of a community because COVID was so isolating. I think a number of people who lost their churches, a number of people who didn't see a pastor stand up when the, when the pastor should have, that they realized I'm not cut from the same cloth but where am I, where do I go? And I believe that we were trying to answer that and, and pull people in to say, hey, we, we have a tribe that, that we, we love God, we love the Constitution, and we love America, and, and come do this with us. I'm hearing you say something, and, and it's an undercurrent of this entire conversation, and we talked about it over lunch just a few minutes ago. Yeah. It's this thought that the culture says, this is what's acceptable, this is yeah. what's okay to say and how to say it, and the population says, well, that's not how I think. Yeah. But I, rather than mm -hmm. speak out about what I think and be called a name, yeah. be canceled, have yeah. my Facebook, you know, be put in Facebook jail and all that, yeah. there's this, this human tendency just to not say anything. Mm. So we become very gray individuals. We're yes. very bland. Yes. We, we don't speak out because we don't say what we really think, but we can't affirm what the culture thinks either. So yeah. we end up looking like we don't stand for anything. Yeah. You've opened up a channel for people to actually express what they're really thinking in their hearts. Unpack yeah. that for me. Yeah, you know, I think if we can give people that permission to, to express themselves and in a somewhat of a safe arena, like safety is not the objective. We, we don't want safety. We want liberty. We, we want, want debate. Freedom. We want discussion. Yeah. We want to get ideas out there, like the, the We the People series. I know every time I go, my heart races. I get <laughs> uncomfortable. I walk. I start with, all right, it's worth it. Let's go. Let's do this. Yeah. Because that debate, that discussion is worth it. Because I know I'm going to meet somebody that when I get in this dialogue, they're going to be affirmed in their ideas, and they're going to realize they're not alone with their ideas. Or I'm going to meet somebody like I met... I met this woman in Balboa Park, which is, uh, you know, like the heart of San Diego. Yeah. And I was asking her, I asked her a question about censorship. Like, what are your thoughts on censorship? And she really didn't know what I was talking about. She, she took it to self-censorship, where she was like, well, you know, I, I shouldn't censor myself as much as I do. And I said, no, 
I mean, like social media censorship, online censorship, and she didn't comprehend it. She had never seen it. She never heard about it. And so that led me to asking questions like, well, where do you get your news? And that exposed that most of her news is more progressive. And then it led to this discussion where the both of us came to an agreement. She came, she found out I'm more conservative. So we realized we're on polar opposites, Mm -hmm. but we had this beautiful combination where we both decided we love America. We love the the liberty that we have here, that people before us did all a lot of heavy lifting to preserve. And maybe if we have that discussion more frequently where we can meet in the middle and realize, you know, the right and the left, there are powers that be that want the right and the left to stay the right and the left. But we as Americans, if we can break free from some of these systems and begin to have more conversations and realize, yeah, those people on the left, they do have ideas that we disagree with, but where do we agree? And I believe that's what this was. You didn't see any Trump flags. You didn't see any FJB flags intentionally because we're Christians. There are Christians on the left. There are progressives on the left. And I believe there are, Christi- or there are Christians on the right and, and far right that if we can start to realize that liberty is worth preserving and these, like, uh, these pillars of ideology are worth like pushing over mm-hmm. and preserving liberty, I think we have the ability to, to do more do more, I was going to say to save the nation, but I feel like that's cliche. I think it's to save our communities, city, county, state. Let me phrase it this way. I'm hearing your answer, but I want to ask it as a question. Yeah. Is there hope for California? Oh my gosh. There's so much. There's so much hope. I believe that there is life that comes through hardship. I believe that those that are in San Diego and LA and the Southern California area and all of California that stayed, like we're talking there was a chance to leave. We could have gone to Idaho and Texas and, uh, and Tennessee, but we chose to stay. And those Christians that are staying are there because they believe in California. They believe in what's there, and they have a hope for the future. And we know it's not going to be easy. There are assembly bills and, and Senate bills right now that are attempting to, to squeeze the liberty out, but it's not going to happen without us attempting to push back the pressure. Very good. Anything yeah. else you'd like to share before I let you go? Ah. I've enjoyed hearing from you. Lots yeah. of good stuff in there. Well, I'm just so, I'm, I'm encouraged. Like, thank you for bringing me on. Thank you for giving me the opportunity to speak to your audience. And, and I just challenge you guys, uh, I challenge you guys to, to get active in your communities. That it's not enough just to speak on social media. That you have a place. That you're capable and you're able with a little bit of uh, um, curiosity and, and hard work. You can be a great city council member. You can be a great mayor. You could be a great school board person, even assembly. Like you have the chance to represent your community because you know your community best. Very good. Sean Fredrickson, great chatting with you. Thanks for all your insights. Thanks for the work you're doing. Totally. Such a pleasure. All right. And thank you for dropping by and and being part of this conversation. You're an important part of this project, and we're grateful that you're there taking part in these discussions each week. We encourage you to share it with your friends. You can uh, like and share these videos. That's how we get to meet new people, and we're grateful for that. And make sure you subscribe on FirstLibertyLive.com. Just click on that subscribe button, and we will let you know when new episodes come out. We will see you next time right here here on First Liberty Live.